Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four now of Coaches Unleashed. So this is the show where we talk about how everyday people can get life-changing results through coaching. Today is a, a special episode because we have Daniel Ling with us. Dan is uh, one of my past clients. I worked with Dan over about a period of a year. We did eight or nine sessions, something around that. And we looked specifically, initially at least it was, uh, around management, stepping into a new management role. So we thought, well, Dan's been very kind in giving us his time to come on and speak to us today and just talk about how it's helped him from the perspective of a someone who's been coached. So really looking forward to this one. And Dan, if you can start off by just giving a two, three-minute introduction about yourself. Yep. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Beatrice. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, as Tom says, I'm Daniel Ling. I work at the Information Lab in Ireland uh, as a data analytics consultant. Um, I've been with the company about four and a half years, and in the last 18 months or so, I've taken on a management position, so for a team of initially four and then growing to five other consultants, so I'd be their, their line manager. Um, in terms of coaching, yeah, I've worked with Tom um, as my coach over the last year or so. Um, to, to kind of work out uh, my own leadership style, my own management style to improve that, uh, never having managed people directly before. Um, there were some challenges along the way, but um, hopefully worked through those and, and hopefully, um, yeah, became a, a slightly better manager on the, on the way. Um, personally, I'm married with three young children uh, based in Killarney in Kerry. And it's lovely and sunny here, uh, as it always is. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's me. Well, thank you, Daniel, for that beautiful introduction. And welcome to our show. It's a, a real privilege to have you and for us to be able to hear your stories and to have you, you know, share a little bit about your, your transition and how you experienced coaching. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great. So, Dan, how, how did you initially approach that transition from being a, an individual consultant into being a manager of people that, that's a good question um i suppose i i didn't take much um i didn't take a drastic kind of change approach um i let it kind of naturally occur and i think on reflection i i would have put more of a plan into place um so from being peer to then managing people uh there were certain challenges along the way um but just just tried tried to keep it friendly approachable relatable um some of the things i've i've learned from different managers along the way um and and things i i didn't like to to replicate so didn't take a huge amount of, of thought to it kind of let it let it happen organically I love that. So you're you're basically saying that you learned from the good ones, but also you learned from the not so good ones how you didn't want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That nice. that really came came through in one of the <laughs> sessions with Tom, where I was able to kind of identify the things I didn't want, which yes. I often think is if you were only ever managed by good people, you wouldn't know what bad was. And and like likewise. Um 
So being able to identify from having different managers at different times and and over a kind of 10-year working period prior to the information lab, I've seen some good, some bad, and some downright ugly um, situations. So yeah, it's it was it was good to to pick apart those through through the coaching sessions. Yeah. What were some of the, are there any uh, specific examples that stand out as, <laughs> as good traits or, or not so good traits? Yeah. I think that em- empathy, you know, being able to relate to people on a a personal level is is a key one for me and i've seen examples where that was that was missing from from a manager's um kind of management playbook and and it it felt very inhuman and and you just kind of lose the people straight away so so that was Mm -hmm. a real key one um yeah kind of being relatable and approachable and and available as well is 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 Mm. another thing that that i think is is um Mm. something i've seen and, and what i've tried to to bring through as well and Dan, I have a question on this. When it comes to um, empathy and mm-hmm. being relatable and approachable, what have you noticed when that is not there mm-hmm. and when a manager is unable? What is the impact on the team and on the group of people working together? It can become very toxic and people switch off straight away. Mm-hmm. They they don't, if they feel, or in, in my situation, I felt that manager was was completely closed off on a, personal level and therefore it shuts down any work related things so if I can't talk to them about what's going on for me personally or if I have an issue that's impacting work then I'm less likely to bring work-based problems as well so it it really closes down that that avenue of uh, communication so Mm. it can it can seriously impact the the end result and morale and then you know um, retention as well I've seen Mm -hmm. people actively leave or to be looking to leave on the back of of that Yes. That blocker, really. And then I think also the quiet quitting when you're still there on the job, but you're just doing the minimum to to get by. So you're not really fully um, bringing all all that you are to the job, Mm -hmm. but just doing the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a a huge cost between that and going the extra mile and that kind of optimal um, performance where people feel engaged and empowered and and listened to and cared for and and they they will do more and mm. that difference is is what that um that person is impacting really that yeah. style is impacting and were there any specific skills or areas that you were you know struggling to develop as you stepped into this management role Yes, certainly. There, there are a few and some I'm still working on. Um, I, yeah, having difficult conversations with people and and moving from, from, as I say, that kind of peer relationship to being one of the team to then being a, a slightly different role in, in responsible for and accountable for people's kind of work and, and output. Um, yeah, getting people to kind of buy into doing new procedures procedures processes having those difficult conversations was was something that um initially i would kind of run from and and didn't want to take part in just for fear of getting it wrong or it being uncomfortable or whatever um so yeah there were several challenges and and several still kind of ongoing that's i think that's always a an ongoing challenge in the workplace uh, conflict and um difficult conversations 
And and Dan, when it comes to the skill of knowing how to delegate, mm-hmm. um, how did you um, did you have difficulty developing that? Is that something that comes naturally? Is that something that you do? I would be really interested to know how how it is that you um, manage to, to 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 delegate more. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's something that traditionally I haven't been very good at. My kids mm-hmm. will say the same as well in terms of that I'll just you know, barge them out the way and I'll mix that and I'll do this bit of cooking or, or whatever it is. Um, but definitely through the coaching sessions, I, I've learned to identify that as a, an area of improvement and mm. I have to really kind of rein myself in. Like when, when I'd be talking at a one-to-one or it maybe with my wife or with a friend or, or whatever, that idea to kind of jump back in with the solution to to offer that back to them to to bite my tongue and and let them kind of talk things out similar with delegation i have to kind of stop myself and say do i need to do this myself or would it be better in the long term to pass this off teach somebody how to do it explain the why not just the what or the how you know mm-hmm. why are we doing it this way why do i want you to do this task get the greater buy in takes a bit more time up front but then if over the long mm. term when somebody's then doing that task for themselves repeatedly and, and and it doesn't keep kind of getting blocked by myself or or somebody else it 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 works out a lot better i think so again it's another one of those skills that i've identified i need to get better at need to do more uh practice on it but it's it's a work in progress should we say mm. yeah so I'm I'm fascinated by dele- by by delegation because it's find mm-hmm. it's uh, as uh, as you go up in the in the hierarchy, it's less about doing and more about helping others mm-hmm. do the doing. Yeah. Um. And I find with my coaches that this is a big topic that comes up, and often at the base is fear. So fear of um the others not doing it as well as they do or even the fear that the others will do it better than Mm -hmm. they do (laughs) the fear of losing control of um, the others having more visibility oh Mm -hmm. i'm going to become replaceable now um you know or them wanting to be the hero and saving the day Mm -hmm. um or or sometimes even feelings of guilt you know i'm getting others to do my work um, so all of that comes up and mm-hmm. do do any of these resonate with you? Yes, absolutely. The, the control <laughs> word is, is a big one. I think we're all control freaks at heart and it's about our ability to let go of that and let, let others take, take that responsibility on and, mm-hmm. and empowering them to, to do things. I think the fear as well is, is a big thing from, well, if I don't do it, then somebody else will get the credit. Or mm. if I don't do it, somebody else will do it wrong and I'll just have to redo it anyway. So it'll take twice as much time. So I definitely relate to those um, those two aspects. But I think Tom is very good at kind of showing me that if you enable people and and bring them along, you're helping that process rather than just kind of passing it off and getting somebody else to do it. You're... you're um, helping bring others up and and helping upskill them and and on their work journeys as well. So um, that's something that that a very 
early manager of mine had where she would say, you know, I only hire people that are smarter than me or, or better than me at this. And, and you're kind of thinking, I'm not sure I am. And I don't, I don't really get that initially. But then after a few years, you kind of think, OK, yeah, because you're kind of helping move people through and, and develop and grow. So, yeah, it's mm. it's very interesting. So tell us about your experience coaching with Tom. Really mm-hmm. curious to know what it's like to have Tom as a coach and okay. how that experience was. <laughs> Initially, um, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, kind of pre-session, I was thinking, what's this all about? What what What's going on? But then kind of when you start getting that freedom and that space and that reflection time to to think back over you know 10 12 years of of previous managers that you never would do really in in day-to-day life it's too busy with the to-do list and the priorities and the project deadline and you never think back so it was really interesting to to get that space one one session we kind of worked on time management where I felt I was too busy to go but then had to take the time to get better at planning the time so it it really was interesting um yeah it's 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 about that freedom that space that kind of reflective somebody not kind of jumping in with the solution and saying dan you should just do this and then your problem solved i really like that idea and and it can be a little bit challenging or confusing at first when when there is no response or there is no answer and you're like well just just tell me just you know tell me what to do uh what should i do about this what should i say to this person but um I suppose over the sessions as we built up um, that kind of shared understanding, it was it was really beneficial. Um, yeah. You mentioned difficult conversations quite a lot earlier, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, how did coaching help you with that specifically? Yeah, I think. I think there's that kind of irrational fear around going into a difficult conversation of, well, I'm going to make the person upset or they're going to start screaming at me or it's going to go really badly. and I'm going to say something I shouldn't or, or many other different things. And I suppose it's through coaching, you're able to kind of pick that apart and say, well, is it that bad? And what's actually going to happen and what's the reality and, and, did that, that kind of grow mechanism from the um you know the goal and the reality and, and you focus on what's actually going on you kind of take away those um take away that kind of snowballing effect in your mind of well if i say this then they'll say that and then this will happen and then you know you're three weeks down the line and everything's happened where in reality you have to have a five-minute conversation it might not be the most pleasant cop- topic in the world but it has to be done for for work purposes um so i think again just getting that space to to kind of pick apart what those fears are how real they are the actual rationale behind what's going on um i think was really beneficial um and helped in in a good you know a good couple of concrete examples where a year prior i would have kind of dreaded the conversation but i i went in kind of prepared and and it went as as well as expected and and there wasn't that kind of um, overthinking or overcritical reflection and, and kind of follow up and, and dwelling on the conversation. It was prepared, 
acted, done, moved on, and seemed to go as well as as well as it could have done. So. Mm -hmm. So Dan, you mentioned before that at the beginning of the coaching um, journey, you were a bit hmm, like well, I wonder what this is. Mm -hmm. um, is that because you were sponsored by somebody else to do coaching uh, and it wasn't you who actually looked for it or you looked for it, but you were still a little bit weary of it? How did that go? I think it was just the the, un, the unknown of it, really, mm. having never never taken part in it. I've done, I've kind of done a couple of therapy sessions in, in other situations, but but never in the workplace, never had that that opportunity and that that time given or or that resource allocated to specifically coaching. So it was just well, I I don't know what this is, so I, d I don't know how it's going to work. Um, mm -hmm. We had done an initial look at coaching um, as part of a, a kind of leadership development program, and and I had read a book on it on the back of that, and and found that very useful for my own personal life of you know asking my wife questions and and then just shutting up and listening um so i, I had kind of dipped my toe into it but but yeah um i suppose it's the the great unknown really mm -hmm. and i'm wondering how did how did the tom are you going to say something no go ahead Beatrice. yeah i was going to ask how did Tom's coaching help you to develop your own sense of style um, in becoming the manager that you would want to be? Mm -hmm. I think as we touched upon earlier, it was that that space and that reflective um, approach to look at my past history of being managed and to identify the traits from managers that I liked, that I identified, I could relate to, and really trying to piece those together of, of how I would like to be treated mm. and then to treat people. Um, I had kind of looked at them in, in isolated incidents of, I didn't like him, or that was great, I wish there was more of that, or you know, she was great, but could have done this differently. And, mm -hmm. and kind of pulling those together and until you stop and think back and reflect on they're just kind of separate incidents, you know, mm -hmm. 12 years ago, six years ago, last week, he said mm -hmm. this and, and it, it, it was very much separate, but that space and freedom to, to pull those down, to, to make no, make some scribbled notes of, I like this, I didn't like that. And, mm -hmm. and then to try things out to, to, you know, approach different people in different ways, I think was, was another one as well. Um, yeah, so taking all the bits, he, he helped you to, yeah. sounds like Tom helped you to put together mm -hmm. um, actually what it is that you liked and wanted yep. to become and what you wanted to let go of and, exactly. and, and not replicate. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was kind of the, um, a good um, kind of reverse Frankenstein type, you know, bit of this, bit of that. <laughs> kind of cherry picking the good bits and leaving out the bad stuff hopefully <laughs> not sure my team would agree all the time maybe we should have his team come on the next uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the next episode so yeah i'll get the checks ready first dan, dan were there any key kind of lessons or 
key moments that you can remember specific sessions where you had any breakthrough moments um i think that value framework we did where we kind of identified what was important and then then stripped away everything else and you kind of boil down to what it is is really important again it's it's stuff you would be aware of but would probably never focus on or bring together at any given point um because we're all too busy we're too focused on the, the to-do list as i said the the project deadline the you know the holiday plans the dog walk the this the that the other we would we, we don't take the time to reflect so i think really kind of focusing down and, and understanding what it is that actually matters you know if you could take everything away what would be the things that you would really focus on i think that was really valuable um a really really good session so some specific the... tools specific tools were used as well mm -hmm. to to help you yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah that's a, a core values exercise that i do uh i do it with all my clients you know that's um helping them really identify what the core values are for them and helps you frame and decisions for the rest of your life beyond you know, beyond the sessions that we do together as well so yeah have those values stayed true to you since coaching there i'd like to think so yeah I, th I think it's probably a recurring exercise to do to to reevaluate as we go through mm -hmm. um through different stages in life but yeah I i'd like to think so yeah um but again it's it's just really handy to to nail those down and, and get clarity on what they are because we often get confused by well if i get this promotion then i'll be happy and then that will matter and then in reality it, it's there's a few kind of key underlying things that that really matter and the rest is is kind of noise along the way and would you be willing to share your core values with us <laughs> daniel <laughs> or some of them <laughs> no yes of yeah, I suppose that that empathy, um, mm -hmm. the kind of the family, uh, as I say, I'm you know married with three kids and a dog, so that really runs runs kind of true to me. That's that's my um, really key. I, I suppose helping others and and being available and um, you know being of service to others is is another key one. So trying to, you know, Tom and I discussed, you know, in in one session about my lack of any interesting kind of material things or, or or whatever it is and i suppose yeah what what being available and helpful to others is is something that that actually um yeah something that brings me a lot of satisfaction and, and um mm -hmm. yeah now i'm not always that way inclined sometimes i'm very selfish and very pig-headed as, as my wife will tell you um you know, it's my way or the highway or my thing comes first you know in terms of the garden projects or whatever it is but um I'd, I'd like to try and stick to those where where possible and particularly at work as well where we're kind of in that focused environment and people can feel like they're under pressure but i'd like to think they know i'm there if they need anything in a in a crisis or, or what have you mm -hmm. so reliability it sounds like reliability is um like, yeah, that'd be a know. key one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I've I've seen that where 
people kind of come in hot and cold and sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not and it can that can be quite um not distressing but it it leaves you wondering where do I go what do I do mm. whereas if you're kind of consistently available I think that's that's reassuring for people um particularly through change you know as as team members have different managers or they go into different projects it can be it can be very handy to have that kind of person there they can call upon um for help and ideas and guidance and things so yeah and dan if you were to look back over this 18 month journey that you've been on as a new manager and a developing <laughs> manager what advice would you give to any uh, aspiring managers who are considering coaching as part of their growth I would say do it sooner rather than later. I think I think that that exercise of of the the kind of key core values and I suppose being in a management position, you will have a level of experience from from being managed with others um, to pick out those good bits and bad bits and and to define your own style through that. I think would be the two bits of advice I would give to. Um, to somebody starting out because you can quickly fall into a trap I think of of just doing the things you think you need to do and then feeling unsure of why you're doing them whereas I think if you identify how you want to be and to come across through those sessions I think would were really beneficial um yeah I think that would be kind of the key advice yeah and and I think to revisit it as well on a periodic basis would be would be very helpful as well to um, just to evaluate because it's not a, a one and done type, mm -hmm. you know, fix me now and I'm, I'm good for mm -hmm. another 30 years till retirement type thing. I think it's stuff will come up, people move jobs, different team members come in, different challenges, different, you know, economic climate, whatever it may be. Life is, is kind of constantly in flux. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like it really helped you to accelerate the process as well. Mm, and to just yes. Help you also expose your blind spots that you wouldn't mm. have necessarily got to by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of talking, talking things through that you think you know the answer to or you think you're aware of. And and then kind of the, the sort of prompts or the, the probing questions from, from the coaches is kind of it shines a light on on things that oh actually yeah I didn't think of that and yeah it's it's very helpful mm -hmm. great brilliant Beatrice anything else from you or any other questions you'd like to add no I mean I wish um you know it's just I'm a curious person so I would have loved to I've been a fly on the wall listening to you, Coach <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> um, that's not always possible, but this is the next best thing. So, so Daniel, thank you so much no worries for sharing all. Pleasure. Um, thank you. for sharing this with us today. Thank it's you. Very Thanks useful. for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dan. Anything else you'd like to add before we uh, close off? No, just just thanks again for inviting me. I was I was a little bit nervous to start with, but you've both very um, <laughs> you've a, uh, a knack of putting people at ease and and letting them 
<laughs> waffle on as, yeah. as I like to do. So thank you. It's, well, it's, it's like the coaches. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tom, Stop we should thinking. definitely, definitely invite his team and maybe his wife as well. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, no worries. Gosh, thank you. All right. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank See you. you Goodbye to right, our guys. viewers and our listeners. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank mm -hmm. you.